Oh yeah, it was announced that me and Blake were taken on the VWO at Surpliser Sur- Sur- Series. Oh, we still don't have a name for that Supplier one, do we? Surpliser Series? No, we still don't have an official name for it. We probably should name it. I, this. I told. I thought we. I thought we were doing t- t- Trio Tango. Trio Tango. <laughs> trio Tango. <laughs> Ooh. It's the most <laughs> offensive thing. You, like the, I always put like a little song at the beginning, and this one's definitely going to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. Yep. Okay, I really like Los Trios Tangos. Tangos. Okay. Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by my tag team partner in crime, the plattest man on the planet, and the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, it is Blake Tanner! That's right, it's me, the V, and the squeaky chair's oh, back. Oh no, not the squeaky chair. I'm gonna have to edit this episode so much now. Uh, Motherfucker, invest in a stool. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us as well, uh, after after a lengthy absence, he's not been fired from the podcast, just fired from the JWF. It is the Lord of the Smart Side himself, the Dylan. You, you know I have you know I have Vince's lawyer's phone number. Don't lie. <laughs> yeah. You're just like I'm gonna call him on everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he did. Listen, l- l- listen, listen. He and I—we've been to a couple brunches together, shared some, shared some mimosas. Yeah, we we're, we're friends. Well, speaking of brunch boys, I'm surprised that I'm surprised that Vince knew what the word brunch yeah. meant. Yeah, he actually, when he heard about brunch boy Baron Corbin, he was just like, "Is that some sort of sex thing? You people make me sick." <laughs> um. Now tell me more about it. <laughs> well, apparently... I need pictures. <laughs> well, uh... What do you mean people <laughs> masturbate to Asians? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I forgot about apparently, that. if it is a sex thing, it would involve Baron Corbin getting called daddy, which is the worst thing that I think WWE has done in a long... I've seen... I watched Roman Reigns win the Royal Rumble live, and that did not sicken me as much as Baron Corbin. Like, doing the most long-winded daddy joke of all time, where he's just like, Miz, I'm sure you're gonna love having a daughter. Daughters are amazing, and you're gonna love when she looks up at you and calls you daddy. Like I love when you gonna look up at me and call me daddy. And I was like, I knew where you were going with it. And you still went there with it. I hate you. I hate you so much. And you run to your room like a girl and scr- like a little girl and slam the door. <laughs> oh. I think you underestimate how predictable a lot of wrestling promos are. Yeah, but that one was too... That one, that one listen, was like... Listen, they're so predictable that we can do them. <laughs> <laughs> that was like watching a train about to hit a baby deer and the deer's not moving. You're just watching like, oh no, don't. Don't, don't. Just move. Deer, just move. Don't, don't. Oh no, it's dead. Everything's <laughs> dead. My soul, my oh. spirit... It's dead. Now, see, I was really into it. I bet you were. The baby deer, not not the Miz. Oh, okay. You're like, I was no. I liked watching the baby deer, but the other thing was pretty horrifying. Yes. Uh, as it got plowed over by a train. <laughs> Wasn't nearly as bad as Baron Corbin telling Miz to call him daddy. And then Miz, Miz is getting better and better at just being the best babyface heel of all time. Where he was just like, don't you dare talk about my fucking wife ever again. And I was like, whoa, Miz. Damn. Whoa, Miz, aren't you the person that, like, reshot, uh, like, the Bella thing to make fun of, of Nikki trying to trying to get married? Like, I, I don't feel like you got a leg to stand <laughs> yeah, on. exactly. I remember, I remember the dirt sheet, okay? Listen, you've got way more things to overcome. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, why is it that, like, is it just me, or does SmackDown feel like the heels 
in general for this whole Survivor series because they kind of are. Well, uh, really? You didn't pick up on that where they just showed up and beat the shit out of Kurt Angle? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, When you show all up and of beat them. up an Olympic gold medalist, guess what? You're the heels. I'm sorry. I, listen, I love Becky Lynch, too, but that was a bitch move. Yeah, well, Monday was even weirder because Monday, New Day comes out makes the shield lose which is obviously gonna mean we're gonna get shield versus new day which is gonna be really hype but then i forgot that it's kind of like when bret hart went to canada i was watching smackdown and new day comes out and everyone's like yeah new day rocks and i was like why they're horrible people they caused the shield to oh wait no we're doing the weird survivors okay i guess um and eat yes because it's survivor series everybody like they're Everything flips on top of its fucking head. We're in WWE in the upside down, yeah. <laughs> and faces and heels don't matter anymore, and I'm going to shoot some lightning out of my face. Yeah, um, yeah that's kind of where I was, although technically the entire Survivor Series team for uh, uh, for SmackDown is now all baby faces. Now that they ba- now that WWE realized, oh shit, I think they figured out we want Cena to be the referee. And I think they figured out AJ needs to be in the Survivor Series match. What should we do? Should we have Jinder lose the title? And Vince is just like, well, he's been very successful thus far. I'd hate to pull the trigger on something like this, but I think we have to. I, I think what I what I, okay. So what I think happened is that they like like from what I've gathered, reading, and what what I think like based on speculation only. I'll be honest is that, like, Vince looked at the card and was just like, no. <laughs> like, he looked at, like, he, like, looked at all the matches and he was just, that's not quite right. And, like, he talked to it with everybody and they decided, like, gender versus Brock, nobody was going to give a fuck about that match. Right. And, like, the, and plus, if gender's not in that match, then when AJ gets destroyed by Brock Lesnar, that's fine. Gender getting yes. destroyed means that they lose the Indian market. Because... <laughs> White man takes his dick and just smacks gender in the face with it. Wait, and then, I think and, gender. And then, I thought you were talking about Hinder, my favorite band. <laughs> well, but he 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 freaking like having him lose. And by the way, that was glorious. You did it in you did it in the UK, which is your hottest market. Yeah, you did it. You did it on free television for the first time in almost fifteen years. Like first time like, the well, WWE well World Championship has changed hands overseas. Yeah. yeah. But that was that was really cool. But he looked at that, and then they looked at the Survivor Series things, and they were just like, what can we do to make this, like, more, like, give it more star power? Because they put Jason Jordan in there, which just brought the whole event down and yeah. notch. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, I was channeling my inner Booker T there for a well, second. Well, no, no, that was another that was another moment, like, watching that deer on the road is, like, you just saw, like, Kurt Angle come up. Train gets a little bit closer. No, 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 no. Please don't. Just move. Then Jason Jordan walks in. No, 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 no. Dear, just move. Just move. I really love you, son. Dear, move, please. I'm going to add you to the team. Fuck! The deer's dead. Hey, somebody needs to eat that first pinfall to make it look like Raw's going to lose. Yeah. It, it does remind me of the... What was the Survivor Series where Kofi beat CM Punk and Edge in like 10 seconds? It reminds me of that one. Where like, <laughs> there was clearly one person on on Kofi's team where it was just like, well, you're just kind of there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's going to be... I don't know. It looks like it looks really cool. I, I like that we've gone back to the brand supremacy one. That I feel like we've been missing that for a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. that, that's something. Um, although what everyone is saying now is because since you've got nothing but baby faces on the SmackDown team... It's pretty much obvious that there are two heels that are going to come and get just fuck everything up. However, the more that I'm reading about them, the more I'm realizing that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are basically me and Blake. Where they're just backstage fucking shit up to the point where finally, apparently this weekend, someone was like, just, just fucking leave, please. And they got kicked off. Yeah. Apparently, Vince signed off on sending them home, like, from the European tour, just sending them away. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I, I, I see that as me and Blake are, Ke- are Sammy and Owens right now. <laughs> so, what I'm, what I'm here, what I've been reading, which is a lot of stuff that may or may not be true, is, like, at the end of their match, 
on SmackDown, they were supposed to get beaten up by the New Day, and they just kind of left. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, although it's worse because then if uh, if they're supposed to interfere in the Survivor Series match to basically fuck up SmackDown, it kind of ruins it because now you don't have, give them that much of a reason to attack them. Like, if New Day fucked everything up, then you can. Oh have... no, this all this all this all reeks of work to me. Oh yeah, like, this all reeks of a work. Yeah, that's like, what I'm now thinking. Especially between that and between John Cena just getting handed. The fucking last spot. Which, by the way, Rusev had the greatest tweet ever. Congratulations to my to my good friend John Cena on 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 winning his place in the Survivor Series team fair and square. <laughs> Go get him, Tiger. Go get him, Tiger. I love Rusev, especially on Twitter. He very recently tweeted a few hours ago, though. Sorry, my Twitter got hacked by Honest Rusev. <laughs> <laughs> Honest Rusev. Um, I feel like I feel like deep down, like like. Vince loves Rusev. He just doesn't have anything for him. Yes. I, l- listen, I'm going to pick Rusev to win next year's Money in the Bank. Oh, my God. I would love that so much. Um, going back to Zayn and Owens, though, apparently Zayn, I, th- I think he was on Edge and Christian. I'm not sure what podcast, but he was talking about his heel persona, and I love his description of it because it's amazing. He goes, I'll try to sum it up as easily as I can. The analogy that I would give, it's it's like you're dating a girl, and she has quirks, and they're lovable, but then you break up, and it's like, oh my god, she's so fucking annoying. You know what I mean? Like, the things you used to love about her, now you hate because you don't love her anymore, so it's almost, to me, that's where I'm at. It's not like Sami Zayn is all of a sudden dying his hair black and wearing eyeliner. It's just the same. He just... It means something different because his intentions are different, and I really fucking loved that. So, Blake, if you ever turn heel in JWF, don't change a thing, my dude. So I really like I really like how when he and Kevin came out, he just started doing the Ministry of Silly Walk shit out, <laughs> out to the great. stage. Goddamn brilliant. Uh-huh. Sami Zayn is a genius. Like... Uh, but going back to, like, talking about it being a work, I could see it. Because if you listen to, especially for, like, the smarkier part of the crowd, if you listen to any interview with anybody talking about those two backstage, it's a fucking horror show, apparently. So it could either be completely a shoot, or it could be them working us by being like, yeah, you guys know how bad they are backstage. This is what's going on. You know... Speaking of everybody getting fucking worked, can we talk about the majesty of Chris fucking Jericho? What? I don't know what you're... What are you talking... Oh, you're talking about the new show he's got. The show where he's, like, hunting Mm -hmm. ghosts? The Ghost Hunter show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about his boat ride. The boat... Oh, yeah, the boat ride next year. That's gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... And then he... Chris Jericho's never not done anything else. Oh, yeah, and his uh, his band, Fozzie's. You know, I know we started this as a goof, but the more we're talking about it, the more I'm just realizing, damn, Chris Jericho's got a lot going on right now. Motherfucker. He, he runs his own, like, podcast network out through Podcast One. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, and 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 also he's wrestling Kenny fucking Omega at the fucking Tokyo Dome. Wait, where? What? I don't know that name. I don't know these people. Who? <laughs> what are you? Who? All right, listen here, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> oh, you will. I also, I really, I got mad because my dad tried to show me the video. He didn't tell me about it. He was just like, "Hey, do you have time for me to show you a video?" I'm like, "Dad." I just spent 24 hours streaming video games. I'm going to die. He's like, okay, fine. He, he waited. And then I looked down at my phone, and it just said Chris Jericho to wrestle Kenny Omega. So instead of having that cool moment of, holy shit, that's Chris Jericho, I had this moment of, like, is this a glitch? Did somebody... <laughs> Has the Matrix fucked up? Did some, like, 2K17, 2K18 Let's Player post this or something? Because what the hell? This is the first match that Chris Jericho has had outside of WWE since 98. Wait, not 90. No. When, did, when, when did he debut? In... He debu- no, 98. No, he debuted at WWE in 1999 near the end of the year because of the Y2K stuff. But I think, well, whenever. I think he went back on the indies for a while there because I definitely have seen a video of him having to talk to Delirious 
and he understood him. He was like, yeah, this is my friend, Chris Jericho, Jericho, me and you, we're going to talk all day, it's going to be a fantastic day. And then Jericho's just like, yeah, that's right, let's do yep. this. He's done some signings at indie stuff, but he's never wrestled. Oh, okay, I see what yeah. you mean. But but no, the majesty of it was that he, he set up his own rock and wrestle fucking cruise, which apparently he wanted to do with the WWE, but they wouldn't sign off on yeah. it because, you know, liability. Um, so it's like, fuck it, Ring of Honor, you in? Yeah, he, and they were like, and then he was like, hey, Young Bucks, you in? And the Young Bucks were like, yeah. <laughs> they were like, they were like, I can hear the sound of money being printed from here. Let's do this. So, like, everybody assumed that their Twitter feud, because they've been basically Twitter, like, like, sissy slapping each other for the better part of two weeks now. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. just assumed that that was going to happen at the cruise. No, motherfucker. <laughs> we're going ham. Yeah, everybody was looking long term. They were just like, oh, okay, we're going to get a Bushi Kenny at Wrestle Kingdom, and then he'll wrestle on the cruise. That'll be fine. And then they were like, nope, Bushi's going to wrestle fucking Cody, and Kenny Omega is going to wrestle Chris goddamn Jericho <laughs> in in the Tokyo Dome, which at this point might actually sell out. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, we're a little under two months away, and they have dropped such a goddamn bombshell on it between between that match and the Naito goddamn Okada match. Yeah. It's gonna be great. See, the only thing, the only thing is that like their their third undercard match isn't that great because they brought Jay White back and everybody's just like, ooh, look what New Zealand. Okay, guess kind of. Yeah. But other than that, see with me, my favorite thing is they like obviously they were trying to play the best in the world angle between the two of them, and but then I was like, okay, cool, best versus best maybe or like six star versus six star, and then Chris just invents a brand new nickname for himself because he's Chris Jericho and he can do that, and he goes. I am the alpha of professional wrestling, and we're going to have alpha versus omega. And I'm like, that is the only reason that nickname exists. That is the only reason you've come up with that nickname, but I love you for it. And he's going to get shirts made, and guess what? It's going to be in the crowd, it's going to be on his Titantron, and he's going to go buy that shit and then until he shows up to the WWE again sometime next year, yeah. and then he'll probably use it then, and then they'll just be like, well, we have no one to dispute him about it. Yeah. Uh, Jericho is one of the few guys that can basically say, "Hey, Vince, I'm gonna do this." I yeah. Vince is like, "All well, right." Apparently, they didn't even know because he's not fully under contract with them right now. So they found they found out when we found out. WWE was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Jericho gets to fuck off and do whatever. I like to think that the first person to know was Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Like, because he, he said he, because he said in an interview that he and Cesaro were the only ones that kept up with like the G1 and shit. And I like to think that he was watching it to watch Kenny fight. And then he was just like, no, no, Bree, Bree, get in here. <laughs> Daniel, it's four in the morning. I don't give a fuck. Get the baby. It's, he's like, Jericho beat me to it. The son of a bitch. <laughs> no. That bastard. Um, yeah, that's uh, I, I. There was a DM. There was a DM waiting for Chris Jericho when that went out. It was from. It was from. It was from fucking Daniel Bryan. He said, "You." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Jericho. He was somewhere in Europe touring at the mm-hmm. time. I like to think that it's it's like two a.m. in America. Bryan gets on his goddamn phone. He calls up Jericho. Jericho's. Daniel, it's like 8 a.m. What the fuck are you? You motherfucker! You piece of shit! This was my God. Uh You told me you were going to wait for me. Now, I, I wish WWE wasn't obvious in the fact that they're WWE and were willing. Because, like, this is the biggest surprise wrestling has pulled. I'd say the biggest surprise indie wrestling has ever pulled off. But the biggest surprise in wrestling in a very long time. But I think the... I, I, I'd, I'd say it's the biggest one since, um... Fucking Luger showed up on yeah. the first Nitro. Yeah, which is quite yeah. a Where you're just like, that guy, where you're just like, that guy's not supposed to be here. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I wish WWE had the balls enough to make it Kenny versus Jericho in, in Tokyo Dome and then have the one-off rematch at WrestleMania, Kenny versus Chris at WrestleMania, and then you could have a third match, I don't know. In someone's backyard, <laughs> fuck it. Like at that point, it doesn't matter. At the bingo hall that Daniel Bryan mysteriously Again? bought. Again. 
I was supposed. This was supposed to be my time, Chris. I don't care. No, that's where uh. it would be. The last one would be at a Ring of Honor show with special guest referee Daniel Bryan. At the end, he flips them both off. And then, like, it's a running knee on Kenny and then puts the cattle mutilation on Jericho. And it's like, I'm back, motherfuckers. American Dragon, 100%. Yeah. Um, and you know what else is 100%, ladies and gentlemen? How much you'll love our merchandise over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the only website where you can go to get the official merchandise for the Fight Boys. We, of course, got the uh, Fight Effin' Boys shirt. We've got I'm a Fight Boy or Fight Girl for Life shirt. We're apparently now going to have a cut of Dylan's shirt exclusively in a woman's size so his girlfriend can or, or his fiance can get it. Um, and then, of course, we do have shirts for all of your favorite JWF wrestlers. We have shirts for the uh, VWO. We've got shirts for Scotty Moore, shirts for the BS, and the brand new The Champ Is Here shirt for Blake Tanner. Which, Blake, you finally got your own shirt. How does it feel? It's very comfortable. I, re I was very nervous. I just texted Blake like, hey, man, I see you got the shirt. I need you to compare it to your favorite Dean Ambrose shirt. How is it? And you're like, it's on par. And I was like, par is good enough for me. <laughs> well, it's on par with the most comfortable shirt that I own. Yeah, right? I am tied for number one. And if you want that shirt, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, just go over to merch.aloadofpurebs. Click in that Fight Boys section. Pick you up a shirt. Well, guys, I think we need to move on to some of the horrifying stories that have actually come out because, like, since Ric Flair's 30 for 30 thing happened, Ric Flair has come out of the woodwork with every story ever, and they're all amazing. And not to mention, this one's my favorite because I think it proves that Ric Flair is actually Thor. Mm -hmm. I mean, Thor Ragnarok just came out, so, you know, the true Thor, though, is, of course, the nature boy. Let me see if I can... Uh, let's see if we can get Rick in here to tell the story. <clears throat> Woo! 1982. I had just won the World Heavyweight Championship, and I was flying for Miami. Now, they didn't have jetways then. Landed in a huge torrential downpour finally slowed down enough just drizzling i was the second person to come off there's a woman ahead of me halfway to the door all of a sudden i felt this pulling shot sparks 30 feet into the air everyone screaming lightning had hit my umbrella right up where it had that metal tip bounced off and hit the guy in the eye behind me and killed him. I froze instantly. Holy shit! Ric Flair is a fucking lightning bender who just like, I have the power! Put the umbrella to the sky, shot it off, and killed a man behind him. Oh! Accidentally, accidental murder again. Oh, really? I, I just accidentally did a murder. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, spaghetti <-o. laughs> uh, Of course, everyone's favorite Ric Flair catchphrase. Uh-oh, spaghetti <laughs> uh -oh. oh, I just love, like... <clears throat> my favorite is the fact that Rick, it's a real, like... Final Destination situation where he's just like, this bolt was meant for me. My, my boy. Why is it, why is it wrestlers always have like fucked up shit happen right after they won the world title? Like Jericho always tells the story that after he won like the undisputed titles, he got locked out of his, uh, he got locked out of his hotel room. Like, trying to get a pizza. Barely ever got the pizza. I think he dropped the pizza on its face. No, no, no. Although it was just that he, uh... It was just that he... It was cold by the time he got back to the room because the guy at the front desk was a dick about oh, yeah. letting him back into his room. Uh <laughs> so he was like, yeah, and then I ended up eating cold pizza on the bed with my world championships. So I hope Randy had a better night being the second undisputed champion. Because <laughs> the first undisputed championship night was horrible. I also like that somehow in my head, 
the eating cold pizza in your hotel room is comparable to going full Norse god and killing a man with your umbrella. <laughs> I, I think that Vince McMahon at some point made a deal with the devil for success, yeah. but that means that his champion is always cursed. Uh, yeah, I can see that. That's why he's kept gender. Gender is kind of... <laughs> Have you ever had, like, a really cheap pair of sunglasses and it never goes away? Like, you know, you get the expensive pairs and they immediately fuck up. Your expensive pair, like the Daniel Bryan style or the Ric Flair mm -hmm. style. Well, he popped that gender in and I was like, good, I can just get rid of these whenever I want. Shit, it's still here. Damn it. I'm trying mm -hmm. so hard. Um, oh. Yeah. So... Um, uh, Blake, I'm afraid for our friendship because another great friendship in wrestling is broken apart because Brutus Beefcake has gone batshit insane. I didn't think in a situation where Hulk Hogan was a party that Hulk Hogan would be the one I'm on the side of. But yeah, this is, this is, like, I want to read all of this, but they're so fucking much that Brutus has said that it's insane, but I'll try to get through what I can. <clears throat> it's about time to give myself a stone-cold haircut, brother. HH. Signs everything with HH. That way you know it's Hulk Hogan. Uh, someone tweeted back, at Brutus Beefcake can take care of you. Hashtag BTFBB. Which uh, is the worst hashtag of all time. Brutus replies, Brother, I'd love to give the Hulkster a shave, but he won't come near me. He's too busy with my ex-wife! Hashtag. Damn. Yeah. R working on my book, which is fastly becoming a tell-all. Hold on to your br bandana, brother. It's about to get real. Hulk Hogan, got the bandana glued on tight. Get a lawyer, brother. Um. Hey, look. <laughs> Hulk Hogan doesn't have that, doesn't have that, um, that financial backing anymore that he used to that he used to pummel Gawker, so I I don't think he should be threatening anybody. Well, my favorite is Hulk then went deep. He's always been a follower and has no idea how deep the water is his leader is leading him into, brother. Like what the when did Hulk Hogan become Bray Wyatt? He's <laughs> like, Let me tell you something, brother man. Uh, <laughs> I just want to no. I just want Hulk Hogan to show up on on old school Raw. I'm here, brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then all of a sudden, Voodoo style Voodoo Child starts playing, and he comes down yeah. wearing, the, wearing the boa. Oh yes, <laughs> I need I need this now. Can you I, I need, can you do that in 2K18? I feel like <laughs> that needs to happen. <laughs> I want okay. I want to have like a. A segment where Bray is about to like baptize Hulk Hogan or something. He's like, "Man, you just gotta take a dip, take a dip in the water. Just touch, touch your hands to it." And Hulk sticks his hand in. He pulls it out. He starts shaking. That's not hot. It's not hot. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm done, brother. I'll not drop below the negative snake line again. I blame it on Tito's and Diet Ike. So this motherfucker's drunk off tequila. But that doesn't stop fucking Ed Leslie, who then sends a, like, it's a screen cap of an email from his wife. Had a blast with Terry last night, honey, and he can't stand you. You're trash and he knows it. Officially off. Team Hogan for life. Ha 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 ha. Uh, okay. I Maybe. love. See, see, I, I, I don't know, I don't know whose team I'm on. I'm not on that bitch's team though. That bitch can die. <laughs> I, I love that Twitter has given old wrestler beefs a new platform to start again. Mm -hmm. uh, I just wish Honky Tonk would use it more. Yeah. All right, this, <laughs> I'm gonna end on this one. Okay, I'm back above the snake line. Not like myself. I guess I just was remembering the way it was. Thank God for higher ground. Praying for them. HH. Then Brutus Beefcake responds. While hanging out with my ex-wife, trashing the person who always had your back, keep praying to that false god of yours. Jesus. Oh. Jesus is my savior. And <laughs> that's it. Jesus. What? Don't well, you dare insult <laughs> my Jesus. Don't you talk about my Jesus. I mean, mm. if you think... It's not a good old man wrestling fight until Jesus is brought into it. No. 
Until you start sissy fighting over who's got the better faith in the same God. Over who has the better Jesus? They're the same Jesus. No, they're not, boy. I'll tell you what. Oh, fucking oh hell. In other news, I'm so I... Glad I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that I get to be here with... Uh... With two with two Southerners who deal with the most Jesus talk. That way, I have experts on the case. <laughs> Expert Jesuses. Um, we understand. Well, Blake, I think I jinxed myself because a couple of days ago I sent you a uh, basically a declaration of happiness because on Paige's Instagram she has not posted many photos of her with Alberto, and I was like, oh, thank God, it's over. Yep. We've we've gone through it. We've made it on to the other side of this horrid thing, and they're not together anymore. And well, then... you sent me that, and then I realized, well, they might just, like, since she's back, getting ready at the performance center, well, maybe they're just telling her to kind of keep that stuff on the hush-hush down low. Uh, well, I mean, Alberto did an interview and was blatantly like, yes, yeah, she's down there. She's down there practicing for WWE. She'll be back soon. I don't know. He becomes Watto, and I'm sorry. But that's what he is. This is who he is. But I also sent you my new favorite photo of all time, which was Al- it was Alberto backstage at Bound for Glory. Which, by the way, Bound for Glory was weird. Mostly because Jimmy Jacobs came out where, once again... It was like a fucking deer on train tracks. He came out, and I'm like, no, Jimmy. No, 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 no. You're supposed to be at Ring of Honor. No, no, no. He gets up. No, no. Jimmy. Jimmy, stop. Jimmy. Jimmy, please. You're supposed to be with the Bullet Club, Jimmy. No! Puts on headset. Fuck! Someone's like, you don't work. (laughs) You don't work here. And then Jimmy Jacobs looks at him. You don't know that. And I'm like, no! The deer's triple dead. Um... I mean, you remember when Cody just worked for who the fuck ever? Oh, yeah. I feel like Jimmy is just like, you know what? I've been out for a while. I'm going to go work for literally everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, the photo I saw was of Alberto backstage, and it said, like, Celebrate Le Patron or something. It was something written in what looked like, it looked like, like, ceiling tiles almost, like the little tiny ceiling tiles. And it, it just written out was like Alberto El Patron and like celebratory stuff on it. And he goes, this is such an amazing company. I work for them. And then this is what I find in my dressing room. And all I could think is like, is uh, either he's lying, which mm-hmm. I hope is the truth. And he, which means Alberto has gone to like Home Depot, bought some porcelain shit, wrote his name out, put it on a thing. And was like, ah, oh, thank you, TNA, for doing this well, for me. I would just like to say that like, it, it wasn't even a good, like if I were to see that presentation, my first thought would be, oh, this is a death threat. <laughs> it did, it all, it like, if there was a gigantic newspaper, they cut this out and made a ransom note. Like, it looked like a death threat, or it looked like they just really didn't try at all. Um, but then my my second question was, what if it's right? What if they have an exclusive dressing room just for Alberto? And that made me go, I know why TNA doesn't have money right now. <laughs> They had to pay that Alberto money. You gotta pay that Berto money to get him an exclusive dressing room. Which, uh, I, mean, I mean, they're like, also paying their audience $50 a pop to come watch their show. Oh, wait, hold on. I've not heard all the details of this. Do you know all the details behind the $50 a show thing? Yeah, they're they're paying a, a company that runs, like, that, that basically hires extras. <laughs> what? Saying, like, hey... For 50, like we we need people to fill in this empty space, because after all the Orlando things, they're just like, listen, we'll just we'll pay somebody. We will we yeah. will like we will just pay just to have people look really happy to be here, because they know no one will be. As a man with acting background, I really am kind of upset. I don't live in Orlando anymore and work for a like. Oh a no no, background. this is in Canada. They're not in Orlando anymore. Nope, they are Canada people now. Wait, they film they exclusively Canada. in Canada now. Correct. The company has moved to Canada. Man, what? What? <laughs> because you know what, suckers? I bought it. <laughs> hey, how you doing, Canada? Charlie here. I don't 
don't know why, but I love the concept of Canada Charlie saying suckers like he's a <laughs> shitty Booker T ripoff. That's five right, time. Suckers. Five time. <laughs> five time. Maple. Canada maple syrup champion. Thank you. Oh my god, hold on, can uh now that's that's back when he was a wrestler. Does he have any good catchphrases for commentary? Perhaps a sh- Oh, He's looking ducky. real jacked, baby. <laughs> I was going to say he, that guy just got pancakes, but whatever. No, we're good. Can we're you good. give me a shucky ducky? A quick shucky ducky? Oh, you want? No, because you know what? That's your loony toony quack quack moment of the night. Yeah, you go. Looney <laughs> That one makes a lot of money because I think Canadian money is called loonies, possibly. I don't know. I think they're both. I think Looney and Tooney is a slang to, term for way, their money. Way to rep that Alabama education system, Sky. Hey, I think I might know. I don't know. Oh so, no! Literally, the Canada two-dollar coin is just called a Tooney. Motherfucker! At the very least, you have access to Google. Fake it. I, I, I well, it's called a Looney. That's how I know. Son of a bitch. It's um. You're a Looney. The, Yo, the Canada you know two-dollar coin is do, called a Tooney. Do, do you know what? You guys know what? You're frustrating me to the point that you've earned this. You've earned this. You've earned the. Feed me more. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talking Back, the official conversation with the big guy podcast analysis series i am your host as always i'm the little guy for the big guy i am scotty moore every and, time you wait, do blake, that intro blake, that means blake that means he that, that means he doesn't need us that means we can escape oh no. thank god no every time every time you do that music scotty i i always hurriedly click to look at the call to see if dylan has dropped it <laughs> well I've I found some interesting Ryback stuff. There's been a lot of Ryback stuff, but unfortunately, I think he's been going to therapy or something, because now it's just like, yeah, I talked to Cole Cabana. It was a very nice time. It was it was a very good thing. Actually, this is from his podcast with Colt, so this is not normal Ry. This is actually Art of Wrestling response. Um, apparently, Vince thought Ryback was fat at one point, and that's why he had to wrestle in a singlet. So that was interesting. <laughs> Oh, God, Dylan's gone. (laughs) I don't care. I was in trunks. They put me in a black singlet. It made me look like a black big show. I don't think he said that correctly. I look like black (laughs) big show. Also known as Shaq. Um, And so then he kind of keeps going. Hey, you guys talking about me again? How's it going? Been a while. Wait, what were you saying about about Big Show? Mm, oh well, <laughs> Dylan is messaged just on Facebook now, just being like, "Just tell us when it's over." Um, <laughs> Run well, away, Blake. Run. <laughs> and so, my favorite now is, but he has to explain his entrance, and it's been a week where I've been kind of getting interested in how wrestlers, you know, come up with their stuff. Like Sami Zayn talking about his heel persona. That was very interesting. Are you, are you, are you done? Are you done yet? <laughs> <laughs> no. We're we're now talking about Ryback's entrance, which is very interesting. Uh, one but one day, Billy Kidman, he came up to me in Gorilla, and he goes, "Vince was on the headset, and he wants you to explain your entrance." I was just to the ring to bullshit with some of the guys, and I asked him what he meant. Kidman responded that he doesn't understand my entrance. Like, why do you do the arm thing, and then all the arms, and then the legs? I said to him that I am collecting all of the energy in the arena, feeding off the energy off of the crowd. I'm co- God damn it, Blake, you liar. <laughs> well, it's because we're talking about Ryback how he imagines himself making a spirit bomb every time he enters. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, hold on. I haven't been able to look at chat. What's been going on behind the scenes? <laughs> I told Dylan that I had to kill you to end this horrid segment. <laughs> okay. Let's let's uh, let's let's just all ride back together. I'm collecting the left side. Collecting the right side. And then I'm collecting everything. People of the earth, give me your energy. 
I, I can't tell if you're joking or if this is something he's actually said, because, like, I could see it both ways. Everything up until when I started quoting Goku was straight from Ryback. And then my favorite is, like, I'm aware, like, I'm getting kind of pumped. I'm like, yes, get the energy from the left side, the right side, collect all the energy. I'm getting pumped. And he just goes, and then I inject it into my quads, because I know Vince will understand that. <laughs> take all that energy and then I, I fake inject it into my quads <laughs> with the syringes that I don't have. Yeah. This is really the discussion and Kidman can hear me explain it over the headset while I explain it. I inject their energy into me and then I shut down and then I wake up. It's feeding time. I had to explain that to them and then Kidman looks at me and goes, that is just so fucking weird. No shit, Ryback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's about as that that's that's that story is only second to Al Snow telling the story of him during Tough Enough. Yeah. Where uh where he got punched in the face by one of the trainers because he said, Don't eat that cookie, and he did, and then he rode the escalators back and forth in the airport eating more cookies. <laughs> So that Hugh Morris couldn't punch him in the face another time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that so fucking much. Holy shit. Oh, and you know what else I love, guys? Other than the Ryback segment. I love... Obviously not our friendship, because you keep doing the Ryback segment. <laughs> no, I just can't wait for the big payoff that one day we will be at, like, a wrestling... WrestleCon or something, doing a live podcast, and I'm gonna start doing that, and all I can pray is that Ryback walks up behind me, grabs my skull, and picks me up by my entire body, and is like, Yeah, now I'm on the show, fuckers. I'm like, Oh, oh. shit. But as I was saying, ladies and gentlemen, I love all of our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash fightboys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash fightboys is the website where you can go and support these good fight boys right here. It's basically a monthly subscription of however much you want to donate, whether that be a dollar, five dollars, every single little bit helps. We get pumped. We could... Patreon.com is essentially us coming out, collecting the left side of all of your donations, collecting the right side of donations, collect the donations, and then we inject the donations straight into our quads. And so, uh... Is that what we're calling your bank account now? Yeah, my bank account is called the quads. And so, ladies and gentlemen, but we do have some perks over there for you, all relating to that great Birmingham, Alabama, relating related Pirarisu organization known as the JWF. Just for $1 a month, $1, ladies and gentlemen, you will become a JWF jobber. We will bring you in, say your name, give you a match, and promptly probably make you lose to Canada Charlie or something. But if you want to go beyond... Yes, yeah, sucker! <laughs> Gotta keep Canada Charlie looking strong! I just bought Impact, bitch. <laughs> I really love this change in Canada, Charlie. He's got such attitude now. Oh, um, you know it, boyo. <laughs> uh, but if you want to go I like Attitude that... Era Canada, Charlie. Can we just say that it, we got him from the Wayback Machine and now he's just in the JWF? Yes, I'm down with <laughs> We need new characters. Um, we need fresh blood. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you donate $5 a month, you will be a JWF mid-carder. We'll bring you in, give you a character, give you a storyline, even put you on a pay-per-view like Scott Moore, Guy Fieri, all the greats. And then, of course, if you want to go beyond all that, if you want to be a number one, top of the list, the gold standard in this company, ladies and gentlemen, then $30 over at patreon.com slash fightboys will make you a JWF champion. We don't know how, we don't know when, we don't know in what way, but you will become a champion. But the only way to get that, ladies and gentlemen, is, of course, if you go donate over at patreon.com slash fightboys, which means, boys, it's time. It's time, it's time for that amazing, fantastic, the greatest professional wrestling organization in the entire world in Birmingham, Alabama. It's time for the JWF. And last week, ladies and gentlemen, some shocking things happening. Of course, on last week's episode of JWF War, we saw the firing of the Dylan. We saw that uh, Braun Strowman, the monster among men from WWE, has invaded alongside Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. And of course, we saw... A challenge made that should very well shift the entire landscape 
of the JWF as the tag team known as the BS are taking on the VWO winner take all. The winner takes all of the championships, the tag championships, the world heavyweight championships, and the loser is forced to leave this company forever. Now, how did you guys react to when you heard this? I mean, this is a earth-shattering match. Oh, it's gonna be Can nice. Can both teams lose? <laughs> Fuck it. Damn it, Dylan. Think about <laughs> the face of the JWF would change immensely. Yeah, exactly. Um, but of course, uh, we have gotten some news from Captain Tibbs that he refuses to allow the BS to compete in such a match, two men against the four members of the VWO. So, of course, he has made this a fantastic Los Trios. What was it? Los Trios. Buenos? No, it's Los Trios Tango. Come on. Okay, he's tango. made this a Los Trios Tangos match for the next, for the uh, Los Trios Tangos pay-per-view, which of course means three on three, the BS, and who knows, are going to take on the VWO, Travis Griffin, and Justin Clouds. And I, I don't know who the BS are going to be able to get. You would think maybe they reform the fight boys with the Dylan, but Dylan's been fired. Who knows who they're going to pick? But uh, I think something something suspiciously tells me that 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 wouldn't happen anyway. Yeah, I don't think the BS are the biggest fan of the Dylan. But you ever you ever seen Dylan throw a match? You want to put him in that match? <laughs> <laughs> but of course, ladies and gentlemen, the BS are in the ring right now, and I think they actually have their third man. Let's see what they got to say. So. It's come to the championize attention that apparently Captain Tibbs just isn't comfortable letting us handle the VWO on our own. So mm. Blake and I, we've been scratching our heads all day wondering who who could we let on our team? I mean, oh hey, maybe we could go talk to Canada Charlie. He's been he's been doing good lately. Oh, sorry, big buddy boy. That's a big no right there. Ah, uh, wait a minute. Wait, I got it. No, no, no. Let's do... Let's get Johnny Bananas. Please, come on. Wait, who? Wait. Wait, no, no. I've got it. Why not the god of the sea, the god of law, and the god of the JWF himself, Momoa Curry? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, Momoa Curry. No, Momoa no, Curry no, is Scott, going Scotty, to join no, us in an... I, no, I, no, 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 I did No, he's not. No, what? no. We, 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 we don't have Momoa. Wait, but you said that you... Yeah, 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 I said, I said I'd call him, and he hasn't returned any of my calls. I think he's focused on his own thing right now, so I don't know what we're gonna... Oh... Ladies and gentlemen, that is not the music of someone the BS want to see right now. Seems like the BS plans have fallen through. They have no third men. They may have to forfeit this match. And these men, the VWO, come out with smiles on their faces. I think they're elated to see that this match is going to have to be thrown to the books. Let's hear what they have to say. Ha ha, well, 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 would you look at that. It seems like these two boys just can't find themselves a third man. They can't find anyone to save their lives. Seems like all they talk about is brotherhood and friendship. But when it comes to actually finding a friend, they're useless. Oh, and that's a shame, boys. Really is. Because my brothers were ready to put a beating on you like you have never seen before and kick you out of this company for good. But, unfortunately, I guess that match is off because I don't see anyone in that ring with you. I mean, I'm looking as hard as I can. Uh, all, I all I see are two crazy egomaniacs in that ring that let let their personalities run wild just a bit too long. <laughs> uh, well, you, Griffin, Griffin, let me correct you on a couple of things. One, me and Blake, we're way too awesome to be egomaniacs. Uh. And two, you know, I know you don't see our third man, 
But it seems like you boys are missing someone as well. I mean, Blake, I, I mean, my glasses might be fogged up or something. Do you see him out there? I'm looking really hard. Well, let's see. You don't wear glasses, buddy. Hmm. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm... You know what? I, I think I got it. Boys, I, I have to ask, where's your daddy? Oh, my God. And it looks like we've cut to the backstage area and Clint Clouds... Looks like he has been beaten down, abused. Looks like he's trying to get... There's some unknown assailant there just putting a beating to him, tossing him into a nearby table, smashing Clint's head against it. And I think the assailant's done, about to walk away. Can we get someone backstage? I have no idea who this man is. But it looks like Clint's about to put a fight to him, running towards the man, but... Oh my god, Clint's been tossed into the air, and he's been put through the table with a big Papa power bomb. That means this can be one man and one man only, ladies and gentlemen. It's Scott Moore. Scott Moore has returned to the JWF after being after months of rehab. After the vicious match against Clint Clouds, Scott Moore has returned to join his son in the JWF World Heavyweight Champion for what is now becoming an absolutely star-studded match. I can't believe this, guys. How do you react to this? You know, it's amazing that Scott Moore is even standing on his own two feet. He is the first recipient of a successful full back transplant and now it looks like he's gonna he's ready to use that new back of his to full effect that's right it i mean and clearly the back transplant from that baboon has worked wonderfully <laughs> look at that look at that ridiculous strength that's right i mean ladies and gentlemen i guess we have a third man for this match scott moore is joining the bs i guess we can call him the bss now but ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe this. I think the VWO are going to have to start training and training hard to try to take on these men. But of course, before we get into that, ladies and gentlemen, we do need to discuss uh, something that's uh, been plaguing the JWF for weeks now. And that's the fact that we have unfortunately been invaded. Uh, someone apparently has tipped off Vincent Kennedy McMahon to some of what the JWF has been doing to some of the JWF superstars, and he has sent the most violent form of cease and desist in the form of Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman, two beasts from the WWE, and they have invaded, and they have come here today. And, uh, I, I mean, Blake, you were terrified when they first showed up. How did you react? Uh, it's not great, Scotty. You should probably run away again. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, we've had a few men, a few JWF superstars attempt, attempt an assault on these monsters. Of course, the Brunch Boys, the team of Brunch Boy Baron Corbin and Guy Fieri, they've been attempting to try to get some kind of upper hand, but nothing's been successful. And it looks like the advocate for the Beast Incarnate himself, Paul Heyman, is in the ring right now. And I think he may have a message for the entire JWF and the Brunch Boys in particular. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and I am the advocate for your reigning defending WWE World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar and not only that but now you may call me the man amongst the monsters as you learned far too quickly last week when Braun Strowman attacked your precious little brunch boys because in the WWE Braun Strowman is a monster among men, but when we come here, he's simply a monster amongst boys. Because not a damn one of your competitors can even be considered men. You have a man who drives around the country in a red Cadillac with bright white hair, eating food that would never even touch the lips of these devastating athletes behind me. You have a man who struggled to make it amongst the WWE universe for so long that he now resorts to slumming it with the JWF audience. Baron Corbin, you've hid for so long. You've hid 
from the WWE, and you hid from us. Well, we're gonna take you back to the WWE. But the only way we're gonna do it is on a stretcher. Because I'm Braun Strowman. I am a monster among men. And I'm not finished with you. Oh my god! Ladies and gentlemen, looks like the Brunch Boys are here and they have jumped. These monsters assaulting them looks like but of course these men are giants the brunch boys are having to jump on their backs Choking them out raining fists down onto their skulls It looks like uh, brunch boys brought a steel chair into the ring one for each of the brunch boys They're using it to assault Braun Strowman Paul's run Paul Heyman of course running out of the ring calling for JWF referees But of course after what Paul Heyman has said in recent weeks I doubt he's gonna get any help from that it looks like the Brunch Boys are focusing their attacks on Strowman, but oh my god! It's allowed Brock Lesnar time to make it to his feet, hitting a big German suplex on Guy Fieri, tossing him against the ring. And it looks like these two monsters are about to get the upper hand on the Brunch Boys, and then... Wait a minute. Is that... Oh my god, we haven't heard this music in a long time, ladies and gentlemen, but he's here! He's here! It's the Rat Boy! Connor, the king of the rat babies, is here, and he is putting an end to the monsters. These trio, this trio of men have come together, sending a big rat attack since Brock Lesnar rolling to the outside. And oh my god, Guy Fieri, with the strength of a thousand men, a strength of a hundred baboons, picks up Braun Strowman, massive strength, and the three men hit that big brunch time device on the giant. Ladies and gentlemen, the JWF is not under siege. The JWF has heroes, and those heroes look to be standing in the ring right now proud. Brunch boy Baron Corbin, Guy Fieri, and of course this man who has come to join them, the king of the rat babies, Connor. My, this is astounding, ladies and gentlemen. We may be winning the war. What do you guys think? Um, I say don't count your chickens before they hatch but this is definitely a great victory for the JWF and this shows some great momentum towards um, towards finally getting rid of these heinous ruffian giant men who's scary doing things to us. Exactly. I, I think, uh, I think he shit his pants. <laughs> Blake broke hurt now, brain. <laughs> but of course, ladies and gentlemen, I, I do want to see if we can somehow keep Braun around. I want to kind of keep Braun around after this, but, uh, you're gonna want to keep me around. <laughs> oh God, Bron, please no. Go I back. love Bron so much. Oh, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, I think the most astounding thing about the Los Trios dance off, no, Los Pantalones off dance off that's coming up, uh, is of course the return of Momoa curry a man who actually made his debut at the los trios it's not los trios locos los i mean that's all that's a good that's a good backup title yeah <laughs> but it's what los trios cinco? tango tango tangos of course the return of tango. momoa curry who made his debut 25 <laughs> years ago at one of the first los trios tangos pay-per-views He's been here for 25 years. It, it's such an astounding career that Momoa Curry has had that I'm shocked that he's still even here wrestling today. Men have debuted and ended their careers in the span of Momoa Curry's massive career. He's outlasted everyone, and he's standing in the ring right now making a triumphant speech for his return. Let's have a listen. So guess who's back? For those of you unintroduced, let me give you a little hint. I am the god of law, the god of the sea, and the god of the entire motherfucking JWF. That's right, bitches. I'm back. And damn, does it feel good to be back. You see, 25 years ago, at this pay-per-view, I debuted, and the entire JWF landscape changed. But it wouldn't have changed if you fans hadn't let it. Over the years, I get every kind of kid coming up to me and asking me for advice. 
and I tell them all the same thing. The fans decide your fate, and I am ever grateful that you fans decided to keep me around for 25 damn years. It's been a hell of a ride. But let me tell you, that ride ain't over yet. I'm not just coming to Los Trios Tangos to watch. I'm not just coming because I'm contractually obligated to, no. I'm coming for a fight. This old dog may be close to going out to pasture, but this is still my yard, and I refuse to- No, 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 no. Oh my- I, I, I can't. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, is that who I think that is? It looks like he's coming through the crowd. I, he's been fired for a week. He left this company. The Dylan has returned, and he's got a microphone, and he does not look happy with Momoa Curry. Why, yes, announcer that looks suspiciously like Scotty, I am back. Did you really expect the guy that can't even spell lawsuit to successfully fire anyone? For the love of God, the man calls himself Captain Tibbs, not successful lawyer Tibbs. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Momoa, uh, thing is, I did manage to successfully get about, now outside of the city limits, going a good ways towards somewhere much better, where all of a sudden I heard the sound of a giant vagina, and I come back and you're here. Surprising. See, the thing is, is I just, I just heard all of this whining and noises you were making, and it turned out you just coming back and sucking up to these fans one more time. Oh, my God, they're the ones that chanted for you to, you know, goodbye forever after you got beat by some dude in a sunbonnet who drinks mimosas. It's it's really kind of pathetic. I, I can't believe that you're actually going to do this. You're, you're going to do this, aren't you? You're going to come back, pretend that you've had some great career here in this thing that literally doesn't even equate to a bingo hall, and you're just going to, you know, pretend you're a legend? Well, that's fine. I mean, you are a legend among carnies and i respect you for that but i don't respect you for your beliefs and i hell of a lot don't i damn sure don't respect you for your wrestling ability and i'm going to prove that because you want to you want to fight that's fine i i have a fight for you i have a fight to show you that the fans don't appreciate you just like they don't appreciate me I'm going to show you that everything is earned. And despite the fact that I've earned the respect of these fans a million times over, it looks like I'll have to do it one more time by putting the old bury you in that yard at Los Trios Tangos. Because it's going to be you and me in a retirement match. I hope you have your paperwork in order. And I hope you didn't invest in this company. Because you're going to have a lot of time on your hands after that Sunday. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, how is Momoa Curry going to react to this? I mean, like he just said, he's not through. He's not through with this ride, but it looks like it might be if he accepts this match. It, it looks like he's got an answer for the Dylan. You're on. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, Momoa Curry has just put his entire career on the line against the Dylan in two weeks at Los Trios Tangos. I, I can't believe this. I mean, and you can see these two men, the vitriol but hot between them, they're just staring each other in the eyes. And that's how this show has to go off the air, I guess, with these two men locked. And I, I, I can't react to this. Blake, how do you react knowing that not only could this be the last pay-per-view for the BS, this could be the last pay-per-view for the VWO, but it could also be the last pay-per-view for Momoa Curry. This will be a, a, his, a, a history in the making next week, and the very landscape of this company could change. I'll tell Damn you. It. <laughs> it, that is, uh, it's something that's scaring the hell out of me, ladies and gentlemen. I, I guess we're going to have to wait until next week to find out what happens in the go-home show to Los Trios Tangos on JWF Professional Wrestling. So, boys! Run! So, uh, Dylan, what did you learn this week? I, uh, I learned that you sound like a robot in Fast Forward due to your shitty Alabama internet. 
No, it's all right. It's fine. And then uh, it's just our new character. Yeah. Robot um, man. I also I also learned that Canada Charlie uh, would be a great like like Ted DiBiase like but for the modern era. <laughs> <laughs> Gangsta, gangsta Canadian Ted DiBiase. Um. All right, Blake. What did you learn? Uh, I learned a couple of things. I learned one at our first live show. It's going to be characterized by us injecting energy into our quads. <laughs> and uh, two, yeah, you took mine, you son of a bitch. Oh, okay, go on. Uh, to make a good podcast episode, we had to run over a deer with a train three times. <laughs> and uh, I, of course, learned that me and Blake are Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens, and I know what to do when I turn Blake heel. Um, hey guys, it's me, Blake. Oh god, that son of a bitch. Fuck that guy. Uh, and of course, you can find Dylan on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Uh, temporarily, I guess, until it, you meet him and he's like, can you guys cut that shit out? Um, listen, if, if, and, if Chuck Taylor acknowledges the fact that this podcast exists, really, I feel like we should just keep going until he blocks us. Like, we should yeah. just dub, uh, double, yeah. double tweets a day... Just until he has no choice. I look right, so uh, Blake. Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A Tanner on the Twitter. Um, you can find uh, me on the Darkroom Video. That's the Darkroom V I D Y A on YouTube, where we do some video game stuff. Scotty, you and I just did uh, a first in our hopeful series of uh, live streams of our Fallout series. On our YouTube channel, the BS YouTube channel. God, you Fallout guys are, Boys! You, you guys We're are so, like, topical. What? <laughs> <laughs> Playing Fallout? God, that game, only, that, game, that game only came out this, like, last week, right? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, last and, week, a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queasel Corp. Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. Make sure to check out this podcast and all the other amazing BS Network shows over at a load of purebs.com. We got this show, Opposite Attractions, my show I do with my buddy Jim Murphy. If you like me and Blake just kind of being assholes, we have a show called A Load of BS where that's all we do for an hour, really. And then, of course, the YouTube stuff like... Um, like uh let's see bad examples my show where i try to help people out in the dumbest ways possible and then of course fallout boys me and blake's fallout series that we just started um if you're watching on youtube make sure to like comment subscribe do all that if you're listening on St stitcher itunes wherever you're doing that make sure to like and subscribe over there every single little bit helps leave all the reviews you can and as always ladies and gentlemen you can find us at a load of purebs.com step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube. You can find and you can find all of us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.